You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern again flying solo kind of this week. Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church will be back in studio with me soon. I can feel it. It's coming. Second, third, and fourth segment of today's show, our special guest is Brian Smith. He's an author of a new book. The new book uh, that he is coming out this weekend, by the way, The Christian Athlete, Glorifying God in Sports. And I'm looking forward to talking to Brian about that process. So the first segment, if you listen to the show, you know how much my, the love I have for Brookside Baptist Church and Pastor Ken Keltner and everybody there. And I, I'm the valet driver, and that's how I feel like, you know, kind of give back to the church a little bit. Well, I'm making my acting debut, people, and I'm inviting you to come to come see it. We are now joined by Lori Melcher. She is the director of the Easter Cantata at Brookside Baptist Church, and she thought it was a good idea a few weeks ago to get me into this, and I don't know if she still thinks it's a good idea. Lori, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Mike. Thank you so much for having me on your program. Yeah, how uh, how exciting. This is coming up pretty quick. It's this coming Friday, and I, uh, I better, I better I look at the script, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. I sure hope you have. No, you've been doing a great job and all of the actors. I just can't wait to to be to listen to it all at once. You know, before we talk about the acting part, let's talk about the musical performance. I I, I know and and you're going to be really busy that night because you're you're you are um in the orchestra. Yes, I am. Uh, I've been in the orchestra now for quite a few years at Brookside, but it's it's a wonderful group of instrumentalists that we're fortunate to have, and also we have a wonderful choir, too. Really? Well, and I was going to talk about Brian's doing a nice job. He's doing a really good job, and I look, I would ask people to come to one of the two performances on April 15th, 5 o'clock or 7 o'clock, not to see me. Don't come for that, but I would come to, for the music, and I would come for the story. Uh, the, the name of the show is Hallelujah, What a Savior, the Crucified and Risen Christ, and I'm excited to, to be part of this, kind of, I guess. I don't. Mine is all about a two-minute deal, which is perfect for me. It might be a little long for me, but I can tell you, Lori, I've heard you talk about how excited you are about the music. The, the, the choir sounds great. And like I said, I, I, I thank Brian and the hard work that he does and all the people that are in the choir. And the orchestra, I know, sounds great. And, and I hope that the, the, the actors can, can get up to the, the level of how the music and the orchestra sounds. Oh, I know they will. And what I like about it is that it also adds so much. Yes, the music is lovely, the words to the music, but bringing in the acting and the drama sequences just makes even the audience feel like they're right there, like they're a part of the story, and yeah. they're living the lives, or they're getting to meet the actual actors or people that really you know, had an interaction with Jesus Christ. Hey, um, Lori, when when you've done, have you have you 
done. You've been the director and producer of, of a lot of the shows at Brookside. Um, more so in the past, I did. Uh, I did several of their Christmas and Easter cantatas, and then quite a few of their children's programs, and then not so much, you know, in the oh, maybe in the last five or so years. And then all of a sudden, we got this beautiful cantata with the choral and the orchestration. And it was like, it just needed something. And I asked Brian, oh, can we add drama to it? And I just thought, oh, this would be perfect because it's different people, real life, uh, back in the day that had an encounter with Jesus Christ. And they're sharing their story of how you know Christ impacted their life. Well, Lori, you know, um, you and I kid each other a lot, but I'm, I'm going to say this on the air. I, I have so much love and respect for how hard you are working and, and the amount of time and having to deal with divas like me. You know, those, I, I can't get to some of the rehearsals because I'm on the air um, and I'll do the best that I can. And and I thank you for getting me involved in this. And and I just want to say that it, you know, from, from me standing back and watching you, it, it, you work really hard and the love that you have for this church and the people and certainly for this story, um, you know, is really impressive to me. So thank you for that. Oh, well, and I thank you for agreeing to be in it. You know you were you were my first pick, so I was going to push hard to keep you keep you in the lineup. <laughs> well, boy, if I was your first pick, I boy, we need to do a little bit better as far as like scouting other people because <laughs> I, 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 I can tell you guys on 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 Friday night, five o'clock, one performance, seven o'clock, another performance. Brookside Baptist Church is located at 4470 Pilgrim Drive, Pilgrim Road, I'm sorry, in Brookfield. And, you know, come to one of those performances on, on Friday. Bring your kids, bring your family. Um, I, I am in the sixth scene, I believe, and uh, I'm wearing something I'm not sure I'll ever wear again. And I know for a fact I've never worn anything like before. And I will do my best to bring Joseph out Joseph from Arimathea, by the way, I've finally got that down straight, Lori. Uh, Joseph <laughs> of Arimathea is in the sixth uh, scene, and I will come out, and I can tell you by that time, I, I just believe that that if you come out and, and watch this, that you it's going to be a performance and, and uh, uh, some things for you to think about, and when you hear and when you see it, I think it's going to be really good. And if you have it, if you're thinking, okay, what do I do Easter? I, we go into church Easter and Christmas. You know what? Come to Brookside Baptist Church Friday night. And I would definitely recommend that you come back on Sunday. But uh, 9 o'clock at 1030 service. And if you need me to park your car, I'll, I'll be there for the early service, I'm sure. And I can do that. Uh, there's so much work and time and sweat equity that has been put in to this performance Again, the Friday night uh, cantata at Brookside Baptist Church. Hey, Lori, has it? Um, have you had some sleepless nights with some of this yet? <laughs> uh, many. In fact, that's probably been the the most. Uh, my fruitful time has been in the middle of the night when I can't sleep, and then all of a sudden, where's my notebook? I've got to write down these ideas. <laughs> hey, Lori, you should call me because I'm I'm usually at the office sometime between two and three a.m. because that's just oh the way goodness. I sleep, and then I go and I do this workout thing and go home, shower, and come to the office. But it, it, uh, I will have, and, and, and thank you for talking to Terry about her telling me to, to look, just say this in my words, but make sure that, that I get the message across, and I appreciate that. And I will do my best to bring that character to life, and I, I can't recommend People more you you were I heard you talking the other day how excited you are about how good the music and the choir sounds and I'm looking forward to to, to hearing that and having everything put together. Yes, me me also. It'll be great to see. I've been able to see the drama part separately and then the music part separately, but to see it all together, it'll be just wonderful and. And I know people's hearts will be touched. It is very family-friendly. We're going to have children in there. It'll be a great time. 
if you have nothing, you know, planned on that Friday night, or if your church doesn't have any services either, we would love to have you. There's room for everybody. And guys, I, I hear from a lot of you, especially you coaches that are friends of mine, that tell me, and, and, and I hear it all the time, hey, I haven't been in a local church for a while. My church is listening to Faith in the Zone from 8 to 9 on Sunday, either a.m. or p.m. Guys, this is the time. You know what? Do me a favor. Come in uh, to Brookside Baptist Church Friday night, either the 5 o'clock or the 7 o'clock um, show, I guess, uh, is what I would call it. It is a, a, a drama and musical performance. Hallelujah, what a Savior, the crucified and risen Christ. And for you guys that continue to tell me, you one day I'll come, okay, this is the day I'm asking you. And then don't make fun of me. Don't, especially like two days later, don't be making fun of me. I'm doing my best up there. But come out, bring your family, bring your friends. And uh, as, a, as a personal favor to me, I'd really appreciate it. The music is going to be great. The orchestra is going to be really good. And most of the drama will be phenomenal. There's one part oh, that I'm not I'm not sure of. But, Lori, thank you so much. And, again, hallelujah, what a Savior. The crucified and risen Christ. This will also, I believe, will be on, will it, will, will it be on TV? It should be on um, WVCY. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be on their, um, on their TV or on their um, online. Um, or stream, yep. Or, oh, your live stream. Yep. yep. Or you can you can certainly go to Brookside Baptist Church, and and I believe that we'll have it live streamed as well. But I would ask you to come out, yeah. and uh, you've heard me talk about my church a lot, and now I'm I'm asking for maybe the first time to come out and join us uh, this this Friday, April fifteenth, five o'clock or seven o'clock, to come out and see this this drama and musical performance. Lori Melcher, thank you so much for your time, and I know how excited you were to join me today. <laughs> That's sarcasm, well, by the way. Very, yeah, thank you very much, Mike, and uh, it's it's been a pleasure. Guys, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Brian Smith, author of The Christian Athlete, Glorifying God in Sports, will be uh, joining us. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I want to thank Lori Melcher. She did a great job. Again, that Easter Cantata is coming up at Brookside this Friday, 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. Two different uh, two different times you can come. And, and again, if you're my buddy, if you're one of these coaches I've talked to who hasn't stepped foot in a local church in a while, this would be a great time to come. And if you, if you want to come just to make fun of me two days later for playing this role, that's great. I don't care why you come. The music's going to be good. It's it's going to be a, a good Friday drama and musical performance. Again, at Brookside Baptist Church, Friday, 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. And thank you, Lori, for coming on. Our guest for the rest of the hour. He is an author. He is, uh, I can tell you this, he's more than an author. But this author part is pretty big because this book, I can't wait to read. The Christian Athlete Glorifying God in Sports. He is Brian Smith. Brian, how are you today? I'm doing great, Mike. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, you bet. Hey, Brian, um, I like to ask authors this. If I went back to your your teachers in grade school or high school and said, hey, that kid, that Brian Smith kid's going to be an author one day, what would they have said? <laughs> they they would probably say, you better make sure he has a really, really good editor. And <laughs> I did have a very good editor. Uh, I, was, that- I was always pretty uh, creative-minded. Um, but I was not very good with grammar and punctuation and sentence flow and structure and things like that. Well, I can tell you this. I We have had conversations on Faith in the Zone about can we glorify God in sports? And, and I have to tell you, Brian, it's been a topic of conversation a lot where as a former high school basketball coach, and I coached at, at a couple of Christian schools where I always thought, 
and and as an AAU coach as well, I always thought if we didn't go out and play as hard as we can and try to win a game as hard as we can within the rules and then ask the other team to join us as we pray together, if we sit down and allow them to beat us, I don't I don't think that that's what we should be doing. I think we need to go hard. And and I think that I would think that you probably agree with that. Yeah, yes, absolutely. I mean, the the purpose of sport, uh, at least in earthly terms, right, is to win. That's why you you play is to to win the game. The same way, like when my family sits down and we play board games, we're all trying to win. And obviously, that looks a lot different once once you get up to youth sports and then high school, middle school sports, collegiate level, and and pro. Like the the win becomes maybe a little more important. But it's at its foundation, wanting to win and striving to win is not a a bad thing. It's it's the at least for the Christian athlete, it is when you expect that win or highlight performance to do something for you that it can't, namely provide the contentment that your your heart and soul ultimately longs for. So if we're like if we're pursuing and being aggressive and giving our our all in sports to win. I do believe that is God honoring, but if we're expecting it to satisfy the deep longing of our soul, when we do get that win, we we're going to find out that it cannot deliver on its promise. Amen to that. I agree with that. Hey guys, as we talk to Brian Smith about this book, I, I, I encourage people uh, on this show to go to different websites. I can't encourage it more. The one word, the Christian athlete.com. And I have spent a lot of time today on the blog page and we will talk later in the show about a blog that he that, that was written on 315 called The Christian Athlete and Parent Playbook for Responding to Bullying that I just, I'm not sure I could agree with a piece more. I, I just can't. It was really well written, and I think it gives us great insight. And as a grandparent of five grandsons, this is, this I, I will keep this for a long time. Because I don't want my grandsons doing any bullying, and I don't want them to be bullied. And now I have kind of a, an idea on some of the things, the conversations that we should have. Hey, Brian, before we go any further, can we talk a little bit about your background, um, where you grew up, and, and how you ended up being part of uh, Athletes in Action and an author of this book? Yeah, I can zip through it as quickly as I can here. So I grew up in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, played every single sport imaginable. My dad was the coach of most of those. And so I went into uh, freshman year of high school thinking I was going to be pretty good at really whatever sport I chose. But I was four feet, 10 inches tall, maybe 95 pounds soaking wet. Like I was a runt. I tried out for three sports within the first three weeks of my freshman year, and I got cut from all three of them and had this essentially identity crisis of I I used to be Brian the athlete, and I didn't know who I was uh, anymore. Ended up running track and cross country because those were one of the only sports that you could play or compete in and not get cut from. And I ended up being pretty decent. And um, by the time I was a senior, um, I got a scholarship offer to a few different schools and ended up going to Wake Forest University in North Carolina. Um, I graduated from Wake Forest in 2005 with a degree in journalism and communications and moved to Madison, Wisconsin, where I married my high school sweetheart, Lindsay Smith, now Lindsay Smith, formerly Lindsay Blaisdell. And we... We lived in Wisconsin up until about three years ago. We're back in Grand Rapids now, but since then we have been on staff with Athletes in Action, serving college athletes, uh, discipling them, um, helping them to lead teen Bible studies, doing initiative evangelism, going on summer mission trips. But yeah, I'm back in Grand Rapids now. My role looks a little bit differently, but I'm still on staff with Athletes in Action and still super passionate about how to integrate faith and sport. Hey, two questions, Brian. I, I question uh, the Detroit Lion fan thing, and we'll get to that later. And we'll get to that. You know, you spent time in Can't Wisconsin. Wait. I'm a little surprised you're not a uh, a Packer fan, but uh, you know, we'll talk about the Lion, the Detroit Lions later in the show. Um, what made you come to to, to Madison? Yeah, so I I met Lindsay my junior year of high school, and that's when we started dating. Um, and she went to University of Wisconsin-Madison to run 
cross country and track. Like I said, I went to Wake Forest. And so we did long distance for four years. She got injured one of her years. And so she had a fifth year of running. And so because I graduated in four years, we got married that summer. Um, and I went to Madison because she still had one more year of competing. And so we were actually married in Madison during her fifth year of running at Wisconsin. Wow. That's, that's awesome. You know, I, um, my wife and I started dating the day after we graduated from high school a zillion years ago, Brian, and we've been holding hands ever since. And Love uh, it. Love yeah, it's it. pretty cool. You guys have, uh, you and Lindsay have three kids? We have, uh, it's hard for me to answer this uh, now. At least Now we have five because we are um, long-term fostering two refugee boys from Afghanistan. And so I'm, yeah, the plan is that they would be with us until they age out or they get reunited with their family. Um, but there's five kids in the Smith household right now. Wow. Hey, man, you're busy, buddy. You are, you busy. are, you are busy. Hey, guys, when, when, as we, again, as we talk with Brian, I, the ChristianAthlete.com, um, look, I've, I've been on the Bible study page and there, it's Bible studies for athletes and coaches and, uh, one of the guys that he says, my good friend uh, Ed Yuzinski uh, is is a former Faith in the Zone guest a while back, and it was good to to see his name because I hadn't thought of Ed for a while. But under worship and motivation and growth, there's just some really good things. These studies are based on five principles from Athletes in Action, copyrighted to Athletes in Action. There, there's just some really good things on this website, including this book that we will talk about uh, a little bit later, but I, I can't wait to, to get his, um, just the process of, of writing this book and, and why God kind of led him into, into writing. And we'll talk to him on, uh, the, the next segment on, on that whole process. But before we get to that, Brian, we normally in the second segment, ask our guests to, to, to share their testimony with us. And I'm, I'm, I think we have about four or five minutes in this segment. Um, are you able to, uh, to shorten your testimony a bit for us and, and, and uh, share it with us now? Yes, absolutely. Yep, absolutely. So I mentioned that I grew up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, both of my parents were Christ followers growing up. Uh, I remember when I was 11 or 12 going to Pine Ridge Bible Camp somewhere in Michigan. I'm not sure where it was at. Um, but the gospel was clearly presented, and uh, I, I knew at that time I had a basic understanding of what it meant to have a relationship with Jesus. But but maybe more than that, the two destinations for eternity were presented to me, heaven or hell, and heaven seemed like a really, really good option. And so I, I surrendered my life to Jesus at that moment, uh, got really plugged into our local church soon after that. Um, the youth group friends were like some of my best friends growing up. Kind of a, a trajectory changing moment for me when I was a senior in high school. I remember our youth pastor, and this kind of shows my, my skewed vision of what the gospel really was at that point. But my youth pastor gave us some crazy statistic about um, kids who grew up in the church when they went off to college. It was like 75 or 80 percent of them fell away from the faith. And so for me, a senior in high school, I interpreted that as, okay, one, I'm, I'm competitive. I'm, I'm a competitive athlete, so I'm not going to be lumped into that category. And so what does that mean? It means, okay, I can't uh, drink, do drugs, have sex, party, like all these things that I, I knew good Christians should not do. And so for the most part, when I was in college at Wake Forest, I stayed away from those things, but I did not get involved in the local church. I did not get involved in any local ministries. Um, I didn't really read my Bible. And so like, I, I tried to not sin, but I did not grow in my faith at all. I was playing defense and not offense and graduated in 2005, just spiritually dead. Um, I knew because I was about to get married to Lindsay that as somebody who called themselves a Christian, there was some responsibility I had as a leader in our relationship to lead spiritually. And that really, really scared me. Um, and so I, I made some significant changes in my life. And it started with a book called Desiring God that I read early on in marriage. And that just blew the waters off of what I thought the Christian faith was all about and helped me understand really what does it look like uh, when John Piper says something like, God is most glorified in me when I am most satisfied in him. 
And so this whole idea of like, wow, I can actually have joy and be satisfied in God and not just have my Christian faith be a bunch of rules, again, just blew the waters of what I thought Christianity was. So I I 100% believe when I was 11 or 12, I was saved, but it wasn't until my early 20s when I I think I more firmly understood what that actually meant and the implications of it. And since then, like it's still been peaks and valleys, but there's been there's been steady growth as I have played offense and got involved in a local church and found people, other men to to pour into my life and surrender to Christ. Amen. What, Brian? I, I, you know, um, every time we ask somebody for their testimony, and and it's just the the best part of faith in the zone. The best part of what we do on this show, and we've done it for almost, I guess, eight or eight and a half years, something like that, is is that story that you just gave. And everybody has a different journey. And what's interesting to me, Brian, is is we've had guys like me and, and other guys on the show that didn't figure it out for a really long time, and they were out doing some things they shouldn't be doing, and God met us where we were at. And God met you where you were at. And I just... I. I do. I, I, I love hearing stories like that, and, and nobody has that perfect journey, right? I mean, there are, there's peaks and valleys every day. You know, we're supposed to put on the, the full body of armor every day, and I fail before I get out of bed sometimes. And mm-hmm. I just, I love uh, that story. He is Brian Smith. We're going to continue with our conversation with him on the other side of the break, and I really want to talk about this this book. And, and I want to thank uh, Jennifer Verhage who, from Poised Public Relations, who reached out to me a while ago about Brian and, and this book and and how it's a perfect fit for what we do here on Faith in the Zone. Again, the website you're going to want to go to, thechristianathlete.com. One word, thechristianathlete.com. And, and look at the blog and look at bi- the Bible studies are great. The speaking engagements, you can get a little information more about Brian, a way to get in contact with him. Again, the Christian Athlete. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. Here are your hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Kellner. Only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Our special guest, he is author Brian Smith. More than that, he is uh, father of five now. Father of five, husband, athlete, 
you know, a lover of, 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 of Christ, I can tell you that. And he is, he's doing great work with Athletes in Action. But we're having him on because this book is now available. And it is The Christian Athlete Glorifying God in Sports, thechristianathlete.com. Hey, Brian, can we talk a little bit about the journey of writing this book, when the idea came to you, and, and then the process of writing it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, really, the genesis of the book was I was on a, a missions trip with my wife in Trinidad and Tobago, um, and there was some local athletes. Kind of the, what we would do is we took some athletes in action, uh, athletes from the U.S. over to compete and just share their testimony. And so we were we were hanging out on the track with a couple 800-meter um, runners, from Trinidad and Tobago and we challenged them to a race and they absolutely crushed us and we were cooling down with them afterwards and kind of telling them what we do and why why we were here we're here to to talk about Jesus and that he he loves athletes um and they they asked do you really think God cares about sports and that was that was the genesis of it I was thinking man these these guys need a resource to help answer a question like that, because we can answer it right now as we're running around the track. But when we leave, how many other people on the track and around the world are asking similar questions? And like, I, I knew what I was going to write was not going to be the only thing that has ever existed. It was, it was going to be um, another layer um, in a resource that, that people have already written. But, but what I felt my unique take on it was in contribution to this ongoing conversation was that the majority of literature out there that I was aware of and how to integrate faith and sport largely talked about it in terms of competition. It was kind of what we talked about in the first segment of like, what does it look like to honor God by giving it your all and having integrity and respecting your, your opponents. And, And as I got to thinking, like competition is probably one or 2% of what an athlete actually does. Like me as a track athlete, I was a miler. And so that meant like, I'm, I am training anywhere from 50 to 70 hours a week. And my race is a little over four minutes. And so there's a lot of literature out there on how I can honor God in those four minutes. But what do I do with the other, you know, 68 hours of my (laughs) athletic experience? does God want all of it? And I firmly believe God wants a holistic uh, view of ourselves as an athlete. And so he doesn't just want our, our performance. He doesn't just want the game. He wants everything. He wants how we interact with teammates. He wants how we interact with coaches. Um, he wants our time at practice. He wants us to have a godly perspective on winning and losing. And He wants us to be informed on what does it look like to have a Christian response when we're when we're injured and now this whole topic of mental health, what does it look like to have a, a biblical God glorifying view of mental health for athletes? And so I, I just began thinking of all these different categories that exist within the life of an athlete, even apart from competition and just put, put chapters together based on each of those categories. Um, I have other ones too on uh, like how do athletes respond to gray areas in sport and what are we supposed to do about mission and platform? And what about, retirement because every athlete has to retire at some point so how do we honor god through retirement so again there there's more than just competition for the athletes and i believe god wants all of it and so i tried to write a book that reflected a holistic view of self wow yeah guys this is and there's there's something in this book and i've i've looked through parts of it um there's something in this book for not only athletes but for parents and grandparents and and coaches, guys, th- this this book and 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 I've only started it, but I can tell you that there's a lot in here for us, for us coaches, and it would really it would help you as you're dealing with kids that claim to be Christians, they are Christians, they're walking worthy, or they're searching. There's something in this for all of them. One of the parts that that I thought was really good. Um, is danger number three end product over process. And have you ever noticed the moments when we do or do not give God the glory? After a game-winning play? Yep. After a big performance? Yep. After losing a big game? Nope. When injury, when when suffering an injury? Nope. And we wrongly assume that God gets the glory primarily when we win. Does he want us to play with excellence? Absolutely. Now, this is right from this book, and I'm thinking – 
one of the reasons we started Faith in the Zone, Brian, is for this was again eight nine years ago when when somebody on the sidelines would put a microphone in somebody's face and say hey, that was a great game well done you know what do you have to say about it when they started by saying hey i want to thank my my lord and savior jesus christ they would cut him off unless you were tim tebow and yep. <laughs> so we, it was like, let's do this show where we can spend an hour talking to athletes and we don't have to talk a lot about how they did on the field or how they did on the track or how they did on the court. Let's talk about how their faith has affected their lives professionally and personally and have a comfortable setting for them to be able to say all the things they want to say about that. And I think this book, and, and again, I'm going to pick the book up and I, I will definitely read it because there's, as I'm skimming through it, there's just a lot in there for people like me who have five grandsons and are trying to show them, you know, the right way. I'm, I'm done coaching now. I've, I've retired from that. But there's a lot in here for you for coaches and players. And and when you wrote the book, did you did you feel like you were writing it for a, a wide variety of different people? Yeah, my my target audience, and I even say that in the book, my target audience is the athlete. Uh, and what I had in mind, kind of who I had in mind as I wrote it, was the college athlete. But I tried to keep the principles broad enough that you could apply them all the way down to like middle school athletes um, on the lower end, and then on the higher end with professional athletes. Um, because what essentially what I'm doing is I'm taking biblical truth, even though the Bible does not talk about sports, at least how we understand sports in the 21st century, uh, I'm taking principles from the Bible and trying to apply them within the context of sport. And so, yeah, th- there's going to be some things in there where, um, yeah, the, maybe the practical advice is to do something within an athletic department, but for a middle schooler, you know, that, that may not apply to them, but the, the, the overall broad principle still does. And so, it was written specifically to the athletes. I have gotten a lot of feedback just through the beginning process from parents and coaches, though, who have read it and feel like this is a good – it gives them kind of a view of the ideal that they should strive for when they coach and parent their kids, and they can help align their, their athlete that they're kind of shepherding to those ideals. The Christian Athlete, this book is a gospel-centered guide that assists athletes who identify as Christians – and are seeking to understand how to apply their faith to the sport. And and it's funny because we, if you listen to the show, we, when Pastor Ken could come in studio and we we would have him in, we had that conversation a lot. And I think it's a it's going to be a really good read. I would recommend if if I was still coaching and I had twelve players on a team, I'd I'd order fifteen of them, and then I would give them to the players, and I would give them to my staff. And then after practice, you know, twice a week, let's go through where are you guys at with this and let's talk about it because I think it, it's going to help them, help your athletes and help your sons and daughters and grandsons and grandparents or granddaughters on the field and on the court, but it's going to help them more, I think, in their Christian walk. We always ask, can, can, you, can you continue to walk worthy, you know, outside of the locker room or inside of the locker room? And this is the perfect book. I think for these kids, especially like Brian said, college athletes. But if you're in middle school or high school, you're going to strive to be a college athlete. Pick up the Christian athlete, and uh, I, I can tell you, Brian Smith has done a nice job on this glorifying God in sports. Uh, Christianathlete.com. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation with Brian Smith. Again, go uh, take a look at this book, and you heard the, the why he wrote it. And I just uh, do yourself a favor. If you go to that website, you, it will direct you to Amazon. Um, Kindle, it's, it's $9.99, paperback $17.99. But start with that website, thechristianathlete.com. Take a look at a lot of the other things that Brian has been doing and then buy that book. This is Faith in the Zone. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. Only on 1250 AM, The Fan. 
Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Man, Brian Smith's been a really good guest, and, and I can tell you that I've got three pages of questions for him that we're not going to be able to get to uh, today, and I'm going to ask him to be open to coming back maybe in a couple of months and and uh, and revisiting us here on Faith in the Zone because there's so much in this book and so much in his life and the things he's doing, not only in Athletes for in Action, but certainly as a guest speaker and an author that I would like to have him come back um, if that's possible. Hey, Brian, can we talk a little bit about if people are feeling led um, with what you're doing with Athletes in Action? There are, there are a number of people that, that we have on this show that, that people really connect with. You know, if you're a cross-country or you're, you're a track guy, man, a guy that ran at Wake Forest, you know, he might be a guy that, that, that you're going to want to help in, in, in what he's doing with Athletes in Action. Is there a way that people can get a hold of you to have that conversation about uh, possibly helping you financially with Athletes in Action? Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, my wife and I raise 100% of our support through Athletes in Action. Um, and, yeah, if people want to just reach out through um, the form on the thechristianathlete.com, um, I can get in touch with them that way. Or if they just want to shoot me an email at brian.smith at athletesinaction.org, they can do it that way too. The easiest way, guys, and, and a lot of you might be driving, but the thechristianathlete.com. One word, the ChristianAthlete.com, and and there's a number of ways that that you know you can reach out to him. You can easiest way to buy this book that we've been talking about. Again, the name of the book, the Christian Athlete, glorifying God in sports, is right on on that website. Hey, the um the idea of writing a book and and all the things that you do, and and obviously your wife is is right there with you. Um, how hard is it to find the time? With with now with five kids, Brian, to be able to spend the time to write a book like this, because the research that you must have done for this book is incredible. Yeah, the the fact that our kids all go to public school is super helpful because that gives us you know around eight hours a day when they're not in our house running around. Like I'm at I'm at my brother and sister in law's house right now because they're gone on spring break just because it's quiet here and I can talk to you without kids screaming in the background. <laughs> Um, but when they're in school, that's when we get the majority of our, our work done. I have time to focus and sit down and get after it. Hey, d- does Lindsay come with you if you get, if you go on a missions trip and uh, like like you had talked about um, earlier in the show? Is it just you that that goes, or do do you do this as a family? Do you and Lindsay get a chance to go? Lindsay and I go everywhere together, and so we're both um, full time staff with Athletes in Action. In a uh, in like seven weeks, we will be in Colorado for a week long, uh, ultimate training camp experience. And then we'll drive as a family right from there to twin cities for another, uh, missional type event. And so, yeah, we, we travel in the summers for all of our missionary projects, but we do, we do everything as a family, which I absolutely love. I don't think my kids realize at this point, just how unique it is that they get to hang out with college athletes, um, in the summer, but I'm hoping as they get older, they'll, they'll look back on a, a, what is a really sweet season of life for all of us. Brian, how old are your kids? Uh, the two brothers from Afghanistan are 14 and 13. Um, and then my oldest, Hudson, is 11. Hadassah is adopted. She is 10. And Judah is also adopted. He will be 7 in a couple weeks. Guys, you, you need to go to Athletes in Action and help these guys. You you really do. I, I, I can tell you that. Um, they're they're raising all their own funds, and he Brian did not ask me. In fact, I had to ask him, "Are you sure you're okay with this?" He said, "Yeah, if you want to throw that out, make sure that that go to the ChristianAthlete.com and and if you can help this family, I love the fact that that they you guys do this as a family. And I can tell you a quick story. I coached my son in AAU basketball, and not that long ago, he called me, and he's now married, and he's got a three year old. Uh, little Liam Michael McGivern, and he is a businessman and, and doesn't travel much, but he's in an airport. And he called me and he said, Dad, I'm, I'm waiting for my plane, and I just got to say thank you for something. I said, sure, Matthew, what's what's that? And he said, all the time you put in with us in AAU basketball, Dad, I thought that's how every kid lived. I thought everybody sure. did that. 
And then I realized when I was in college that nobody else that I hung out with did that. And now I was just in a meeting with a woman who said, hey, look, I, I have to leave. I've got a hard one o'clock stop because I have to go uh, take my son to AAU practice. And Matthew said, oh, I, you know, I, I played a lot of AAU basketball. And she said, you know about AAU? And he said, Dad, I think like a point guard because of you. And then the AAU stuff, again, I realized that you were really sacrificed a lot. Mom, you and mom, wow. for us to do this. So you'll get that conversation from your kids one day. That's beautiful. Yep, I love that. Hey, Brian, um, we've got about four minutes left in the show, and I love ending the show with with this question. All the uniforms you've ever put on in your entire life, right, from Little League Baseball to, to running at Wake Forest and everything in between, you take all those uniforms, put them in the closet, and you get to pick one uniform out, what uniform do you pull out? What team do you, do you compete uh, with? And what team do you compete against and why? Yeah, I, I'm i going to give you what what I would have chosen maybe like 10 years ago okay. first before I give you the right answer. All right. And I, I would have I initially 10 years ago said this. I would have loved to put on the Rockford Rams, my, my high school cross-country jersey, my junior year and race the state finals again because in that race we were favored to win our first state championship and we lost because with a mile to go I dropped out of the race. Oh. And so I lost I lost the the state meet for our team, but the reason why I don't I don't want to do over on that one is as I'm sitting in the medical tent with my parents who are kind of crying next to me, Lindsay Blaisdell from the the junior from the Rockford Rams women's team who just won the state title came in and asked if she could pray for me. And it was like two, maybe two weeks after that we went on our first date and we have been together ever since. And so Lindsay is, and has always been super drawn to people in need. And that was the neediest moment of my life up to that point. And that's how I met my wife. And so I, I learned Man, it was it was probably ten or fifteen years ago. Yeah, yeah. If I would have finished that race, I may not be with my wife today because she may have been drawn to some other dude in need. And so, yeah, I would lose that race every single time over again because of what it has done for my life. She's the the best friend. Um, yeah, but here would be my my real answer to that one. I would put on the Rockford Rams jersey my state meet for track senior year. My teammate's name was Dathan Rittenheim. He was like a three-time Olympian. He set all of the national records. And so I took second place in just about everything because he was always <laughs> winning. But the, the mile in our state meet, he chose to sit out, which gave me an opportunity to, to win it. And with about 200 meters to go, I was in fifth place. And the guy who was ahead was, I don't know, maybe 30 meters ahead. And I, over the last 200 meters, passed everybody. And we had a photo finish between me and him at the end. And I ended up taking second. And I wish that I would have started sprinting like 210 meters out yeah. because I would have caught him. <laughs> so that's like the one, man, if I just would have did this, I would have been a state champion. So I wish I could have that one over. Oh, hey, do you still have the picture? I do, I do, yeah. Oh my goodness! Hey, and if you and uh, Lindsay got on the track right now and and ran a mile, who would win? Oh, I would probably win. But Lindsay, up until well, five years ago, was still the Michigan state record holder in the mile. Really? So she she was. I mean, just just because of male genetics, I'm faster than her. But comparatively, she was a much better runner. Um, as a as a female runner than I was as a male runner. Wow. She was an absolute stud. Hey, and, and, and you begin this segment, I said we're going to have to have Brian back. I may ask you to have Lindsay join us or let oh, me do a sure. show with, yeah. with Lindsay. I love – Brian, I, I'm this old Irish guy that grew up on the east side of Milwaukee that got beat up a lot and got in a lot of fights, all this stuff. That, that story of her coming to the tent brought tears to my eyes. Like I – oh, yeah. God is so good. Right, he takes the worst thing that could happen to you as a junior in high school, and then you look at the big picture, and it was the best thing that ever happened. Yep, and it took it took a while for me to realize that. 
but it absolutely was like the worst thing in my life at that moment turned to be the biggest blessing that I could ever have in life. Amen. He is Brian Smith. Go to the Christian athlete, this book, the Christian athlete glorifying God in sports, go to the Christian athlete.com that website, one word, the Christian athlete, and you're going to want to know more about Brian and his family. And there's a number of ways to get a hold of him. If feeling led to help him um, and Lindsay, with Athletes in Action, there's there's a way that you can get a hold of Brian. He'll help you with that. But pick up this book. Whether you're a grandparent or a coach or an athlete, The Christian Athlete Glorifying God in Sports. Hey, thank you so much, Brian, for your time. I really appreciate it. And certainly happy Easter uh, to you and your family. Thanks, Mike. You too. Love what you're doing. Thank you very much. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on 1250 AM, the fan. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.